Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kinsel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to discuss the death penalty. It's something you don't want to have upon your head. Ron DeSantis wants to make it easier for the state of Florida to murder. Oh. We're going to break down some statistics on the death penalty, why the state should not have the power to kill, and also why it is not a deterrent. As a matter of fact, there was a recent Pew Research poll that came out. 73% of recipients, or respondents rather, said that the death penalty is not a deterrent, which means why are we doing it? (laughs) Other than the great T-shirts that were sold when Ted Bundy fried to death. Uh. We're also going to get into a little bit on who, what the ticket might look like for the Republicans in 2024. Ooh. Donald Trump, is he going to team up with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Wow. It's a who's who of who ate the last hamburger. <laughs> but before all of that and more, let's get into a smattering of political stories. Mm. Number one, just lastly, on the George Santos train. Uh-oh. Uh, evidently, he planned an engagement party with the dude while still married to a woman. All right, pretty par for the course, and dare I say. <laughs> yeah. At this point, nothing surprises me. Did nothing. he help her? I mean, did she help him, or she had no idea? What is the story? Do you guys know? Buddy, man, <laughs> I'm just going to assume that this woman was dead. Okay. <laughs> I think his right. wife was dead. She Maybe she never house. lived. She died, she died in the Holocaust. And 9-11. Yeah, that's Double right. death. She was a Muslim Jewish woman who died in the towers and the plane and <laughs> in, in Auschwitz. Uh-huh. It was hard for her. It was hard. And it was hard for George. So he proposed to his friend. To his, to his boo. So that's exciting. Because of all the lies, obviously, spewing from the mouth. Of Santos, a new Siena poll reveals that most Democrats and nearly half Republicans say, all right, buddy, the circus is over. (laughs) Please just go away. It is nothing more than a massive distraction. And if you're a Republican, you're like almost thankful. Right. Because to be honest with you, there's something about a Santos where it's like you can go manipulate the entire world. You can make let's 
make every single goddamn dog a gun. (laughs) You can do anything you want to do as long as you have the smoke screen of this Mm -hmm. guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who is a horrible liar because he's got busted <laughs> he's, he's on got every everything. single lie. Well, he would have gotten away with it all if he didn't run for Congress and win. It seems if it like. wasn't for you pesky <laughs> voters. Remote is like the worst episode of Scooby-Doo. It's like, wait, you're not George Santos. Anthony Devalda. You're not Anthony Devalda. You're Katara. <laughs> if I'm Jim Jordan, a man who, again, aided and abetted his yes. buddy during a massive yes. sexual cover up when it came to the wrestling program in Ohio. Mm hmm. Santos is the best thing that's ever happened to him. Oh, yeah. Lauren Boebert, even AOC and the air quotes squad, which I hate that term. And I don't even think they like each other, to be honest with you. Everyone in Congress is currently shielded. Yes. Because at least they're not Santos. Right. So I would almost say if I'm in Congress, give them a high position. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. And just tell the media piranha. To yeah. just go over there to that sacred little chubby cow. Yeah. <laughs> have a feeding frenzy. Have a feeding frenzy. Meanwhile, we're going to continue to send new tanks to Ukraine. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel that if it was, if I didn't believe in the system of voting and believe in the legitimacy of votings, I would say he was a plant. I would say this is the perfect, a, a perfect distraction. Yeah. yeah. Now MTG can talk about Jewish space lasers all she wants. <laughs> right. And George Santos is like, I helped build those. <laughs> nice. That killed my goddamn father. <laughs> right. That Jewish space laser killed my father. Oh. So the story continues with Santos. <laughs> I mean, he's still just elected to the House of Representatives. At most, he has two years. Mm-hmm. If I'm him, to be frank, I'm just going to hang out. I'm going to get the free lunches. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take my salary. Right. And not run for re-election. And then I guarantee you... Mm. 2025, Santos is on TV. Exactly. Oh, and he's going to exactly. have some kind of program, mm-hmm. whether it be a radio show. Don't forget, don't forget to listen to Hail Yourself every Tuesday at 6 p.m. PST <laughs> and open lines. 6 p.m. PST on Sirius Radio. Mm. He's going to have some weird carve out. Mm-hmm. At the very least, what he's going to do is run a fantastic club. The, no, I could see him running a drag club. Santos is whatever katara Katara. variety hour katara variety hour yes i would watch it this is my this is what i think is going to happen much like what happened with former your former maya out there with larry uh larry or with jerry Springer. springer yeah jerry springer he he resigned everyone's like jerry springer's having sex with too many people and jerry's like let me see what else I can do. <laughs> yeah, right. Let and me show, hold my beer. Right? Hold yes, my beer. Much. And next thing you know, it's Christmas with the Klan and the Black Panthers. And you're like, this Christmas is the best Christmas of all time. <laughs> Katara, one word, one name, mm-hmm. bringing back that TV style wow, show. Right. Katara is going to be around forever. <laughs> I think I think George Santos is going to die. Oh, and I think Katara in 9-11 <laughs> and in. In Pearl Harbor. Uh-huh. Yes. And Katara is going to rise from the ashes. Ooh, and they are going to end up being this massive, iconic, weird pop culture icon. Wow. Dare I say Katara might be the star of John Waters' newest movie. Oh, oh my. <laughs> wow. Hello. It's possible <laughs> because mean... the more that comes out about the psychopath. Yeah, he should not be uh, He should not be in the House of Representatives. I hate to say it, though. Perfect for TV. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Because he's lied. And nothing. He hasn't killed anyone. Right. Well, that he's we know just of. A, oh, that we know of. Right. He's just a 
fucking psycho. But then he sits there in his little sweater vest and you're just like, you have crumbs. You have crumbs on your sweater vest. <laughs> you're like, oh, yes. I was eating my pistachios. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's he's hounded. His life is so miserable. Oof. I swear to God, when he's all said, when it's all said and done. Katara. Yeah. And it's the final gonna, form. The final form. He's going to end up on late night TV. There's going to be like, what's his origin story? <laughs> he started in the House of Representatives. Yeah, we do know that part's true. But that's the way it should be. I'm yeah. sick of people having reality TV shows and then going into politics. Right. Fine, mm. We'll find out you're a clown when you get into politics. Again, he's not a senator. He's not a president. Right. He's got two years. He's got 24 right. months. Right. 22 months left. Basically. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let the circus continue. Let the charade slowly fizzle. And then Katara will rise. (laughs) I don't hate the motherfucker. I just think he's a total piece of shit. Yes, right. Well, you know, there's a vacancy. Diamond and Silk. There's a vacancy. Katara and Silk? Katara and Silk. I I like that. We're going to have some sound here. Diamond, truly R.I.P. We don't celebrate the death of anybody other than Chuck Grassley. Ah, tick, 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 buddy. Tick, tick, tick. Come on, hip uh, surgery. <laughs> Diamond did pass away 51 years old. She had a heart failure. And obviously, oh. Diamond and Silk, you all know them. They were the ones who really loved Donald Trump. And uh, we're going to play some sound from the funeral here. I don't think that Donald Trump remembers them. I think he probably just got them confused all the time. Yeah, He's I like, really I thought think- I was hanging out with Diamond. It was Silk. Yeah, and I think that's the case. And then I was hanging out. With silk, and it was like sheets carpet. Oh, isn't that? I can't dismiss it. We'll play some sound here in a second. All right. Well, speaking of uh, strangeness coming from within, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi. Mm. Nancy Pelosi. So Mm. obviously, her husband, Paul. Aww. We know Paul got hit with a hammer. Yeah. And he's 80. It sucks. And that's not right. No. Yeah. And it's not right. Yeah. And all of us were like, don't hit Paul with a hammer. That's so I, I told I said I said that every day. Every day I wake up and say, you don't hit Paul with a hammer, man. Don't hit him with a hammer. Don't hit him with a hammer, right? Don't hit anyone with a hammer, please. No, 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 yeah. no hit him with a hammer. Just nails. So because uh her husband was hit with a hammer inside of her home, you would think maybe you get a little bit more security. Maybe yeah. get a guard dog. Maybe mm. get <laughs> to guard your house okay. no instead nancy pelosi hired a priest right and uh, this priest went around her house and he got rid of any negative spirits that might be lingering around hmm. so basically one of the most powerful people in washington dc over the past 30 years yeah also believes that exorcisms work okay hmm. pelosi's daughter alexandria said I think that weighted really heavy on her soul. I think she felt really guilty, again, about having her husband hit in a hammer, basically because of her political career. She added, I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming, trying to have an exorcism of the house and having prayer services. Interesting. Uh, Father Arturo Albano, Mm. the pastor of St. Vincent de Paul Church, Mm. Pelosi's local parish, insisted his staff was not involved in such a rite. Albino, Albano (laughs) says, as far as I know, no exorcism or priest services were performed at the home, but Pelosi may have gone outside her local church hierarchy for holy help. Oh, oh, my goodness. A, the biggest scandal to rock the Catholic Church ever. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. 
I'm a spiritualist. So, you sure. know, I understand if you're as I consider my home a sacred space. I consider my apartment a sacred space. So if someone came in there, mm-hmm. I understand the move. Like of, a break in. Yeah, like a purification. Yeah. I mean, we did it here in the studio. We moved in. We saged everything, you know. Yes. And and if you have an intruder in your house, you're supposed to sage because it clears out, you know, that bad juju, that bad vibe that they brought in by intruding in your space. Well, I always just say, leave the hammer at the very least. Those are pretty expensive and right. they're going for a, a nice pretty penny at your local Home Depot. According to Bill Donahue, he's the president of the Catholic League. He urged Pelosi to, quote, get help from a psychiatrist. Aww. He says the woman is positively conflicted. She wears her Catholicism on her sleeve while basically sticking her middle finger at the Catholic Church every opportunity she has. So there you go. The Catholic Church is upset with her. And she says, but I need your Catholic Church (laughs) because there's a demon in the house. There's a demon in the house. Donahue continues. Oh, boy. If it's genuine, she needs psychiatric help. Mm. Okay. And if not, it's another example of Nancy Pelosi exploiting the Catholic Church for her own personal gain. Interesting. So this Catholic guy in in charge of the biggest Catholic organization is saying, go to science. (laughs) Basically, he doesn't want Nancy to be a part of it because of her political affiliation. Australia is about to ban yay for his anti-Semitism. And that's on Australia. And I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. It's yay. Mm. Uh, That's a whole nother conversation. And Australia can figure that out for themselves. I guess over there, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. They say nor over there. I'm sorry. I love you, Australia, but We'll be there in August. On my way. Here we go. It's going to be fantastic. Um, The one thing about Ye, what he gets wrong, he thinks that everything is run by people who are Jewish. And what I have learned is everything is run by people who are Catholic. Right. Sure. Joe Biden. Disagree. Catholic. Disagree. Uh Uh-huh. Every late night television host, mm-hmm. Catholic, Catholic. Right. Colbert, Colbert, Nancy Pelosi, Catholic. obviously Catholic. Catholic. There are so many Catholics mm-hmm. in power. So yeah. you want to take your conspiracy theory diagram. You got the J and then you want to move <laughs> it over to the Kith. Yeah. And you could say the exact same thing. Of course, point. obviously, both of these are not true. But right. if right, you right, do right. look at people in power, there's a lot of Catholics that have a lot of say Going all the way back to JFK, that's wow. many yeah. people saying he's going to take all of his goddamn advice from the Pope. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And even as far back as 1928, when Alfred E. Smith, governor of New York, was running as a Democrat back then, the conspiracy was that he was going to have a phone line or a secret passageway <laughs> to the Vatican, basically. And so, that was how how big the anti-Catholic fervor was in the 1920s. That's fascinating to think about because now when you think Catholic, I mean, I went to Catholic school. Yeah, surrounded by know, Catholics all the time. Surrounded by Catholics all the time. And uh, it is kind of an interesting exploration into conspiracy theory because, again, if you did want to go down that rabbit hole, which is why it's simple anti-Semitism. Sure. It's not that the Jews run the world. It's like, no, technically, again, you could literally say the statement, the Catholics run the world, right. and you would probably be more right. And you could even uh, say things about pedophiles and groomers and mm, a Catholic church, yeah. So it checks out. <laughs> Absolutely. Interesting. Well, Interesting. To, to me, when I think of conservatism and when I think of evangelism and when I think of what the right is, I usually mm-hmm. think it starts at about Catholic and goes right from there. Yeah, right? evangelicals even farther exactly. right than Catholics. So when you say 
say yeah. a lot of these people are Catholic. I'm like, kind of, they are. Like they yeah. they, they have a lot of Republic. I'm mean, sorry, uh, Republicans have have a lot of Catholic baselines. Sure, and so do uh, and again, so do uh, liberals. Going back to all of the Jimmy Kimmel's and Stephen Colbert's mm, exactly of the world, the Catholics are they got their grubby fingers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they're getting us drunk off of wine. Oh, see now those are some evil spirits. That's Jesus blood. Absolutely, mm. this is according to. Uh, Father Vincent Lampert. Lampert's a fantastic last name for a priest. I don't know why. It's just Lampert. It's a Pokemon, too. Is that right? Mm -hmm. No oh, kidding. Catch them all. It's a haunted chandelier. Speaking of. Oh, <laughs> get the priest in here. <laughs> He's the Catholic Archdiocese of Indianapolis, which, by the way, you have a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> he said exorcisms could indeed be appropriate to combat demonic infestation. This is what he had to say. It would be a recitation of a particular prayer, inviting the presence of God back into the house, casting out any presence of evil that may be there. He goes on. Then the house would be blessed with holy water, reminding us of our new life in Christ and the fact that we need not to fear any evil because recognizing that Christ is. Is dwelling with us. Also, I'm going to say this. See, that sounds something like a Catholic would say. I'm going to say this also. Ring. Fantastic oh, set of cameras. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And then a Lampert says, I would say I get thousands of those requests every year. So. Oh, to come over and. <laughs> Get the house all Get wet. The, just yeah. from Nancy. <laughs> just from Nancy. She's like, these evil spirits are out of control. Ma'am, that's your liquor cabinet. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, David DePepe. He's the man who attacked Paul Pelosi, who was 82, with a hammer Ugh. in the living room. Oh, no. Like yes, a... he fractured his skull, Ugh. seriously injured his right arm and hands. And, of course, those required surgeries. So don't do that. Uh, DePepe allegedly planned to hold Nancy hostage and break her kneecaps. That's horrible. We need ah. an exorcism. Yeah. Okay. Right. He did plead not guilty to the charges at this point. Uh, the charges to Pepe is facing are attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, and elder abuse. Uh, he is set to appear in court February 23rd. Wow. So we will keep you updated a bit on that trial. Um, I don't really see how he pled not guilty but it's kind of interesting that he did so perhaps we'll hear mm. perhaps he wants to take the stand and read his manifesto oh, aloud god. oh god that's why it's fun. to the jury vr training platforms like the one developed by fundamental vr and orbis international are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients as you practice each skill the muscle memory starts to develop learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, when it comes to uh, news that I guess matters, but I also hate, Donald Trump is now back on Instagram and Facebook. Apparently, he was sending some text messages to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. So strange. It's the worst. It's gross. But Bye, Zuck. It's me, <laughs> Donald. Yeah. Is it me you're looking for? 
Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Hello. Hi, Donald. Did you want to get back on Instagram and Facebook? Yes. What are you going to you going to behave this time? No. Are you going to be a naughty former president? Yes. Great. <laughs> so Meta will reinstate former president's Facebook and Instagram accounts in coming weeks following a two year suspension. According to Nick Clegg, the company's president of global affairs. Wow, Clegg. This is what Clegg had to say. We've always believed that Americans should be able to hear from the people who want to lead the country. Okay. We don't want to stand in the way of that. Mm. <laughs> All right. He's an insurrectionist and Instagram and Meta have failed us. It, honestly, Facebook needs the... They'll probably get an extra 10 million views on their shit product. Yeah. Right. And maybe move a few more of those stupid ass headsets that already look old. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And that's why they're going to have them yeah. on there. Right. And we're going to be able to uh, hear more of what Donald Trump has to say. Banning is not the answer anyway. I don't think ever. Right. Um, let the man speak. And then hopefully at this point, people can make a more rational decision. Although I did just see one recent poll. That has Biden slightly down to Trump in a 2024 hypothetical, but mm. that's just one poll. And again, these polls, who knows how accurate they are, but it does seem as if they're trending towards the narrative that it would be close. Ah. Just as, of course, it was close mm -hmm. in 2020. And now we have the document scandal coming from the Biden administration oh, with the declassified information Mike and also Pence. Mike Pence. Yeah. Apparently when these guys leave, they just take everything. They just take stuff. And then they sort it out later. See, I don't know. I'm more of a steal pens guy. Mm. I don't steal papers. Well, when uh, when Obama got elected, uh, the W staffers took all the W's off the keyboards. Uh. But <laughs> no, no word on if they stole the declassified information about how we forged the idea that... Uh, Saddam Hussein had right, weapons of mass right, destruction. Right, right. Yeah, I was looking at a, well, I was listening to an NPR story about this, and basically, it has a lot to do with they use an automatic system for how they classify and declassify documents, okay. and also agents individually get to decide what is classified and de declassified. Oh, really? So there's situations where what what NPR did is they they sent out a bunch of articles and they had a bunch of different agents go, "Would you classify this or would you not classify this?" Hmm. Same with the AI. And more often than not, there was a disagreement between agents on what no. would be classified and what would not. So basically, it's possible that this stuff got classified because some agent decided it was classified and, you know, it wasn't nuclear launch codes. And so again, I do want to point out the main difference before you go, Travis. Um, the main difference here yes. is it was in Biden's whatever by his stupid ass Corvette. It was in Pence's offices. It was in Mar-a-Lago so Trump could show visitors. That's yeah. different. His he was like showing thing it was up. Like, He's like, this check is... out this stuff I stole. <laughs> yes. And, well, that's pretty cool. It says classified on there. Are you sure? I should be looking at it? I'm just a, a guy from Georgia here visiting my family. We just wanted to come yeah. and say hello. And... You're from the country, Georgia, right? Take some pictures. Show vlog. <laughs> I'm cool. Tell him I'm cool. Please tell him I'm cool. Unfortunately, regardless of the nuances of, of each of these individual situations, the uh, the broad brush narrative yes. is everyone does it right, and as yeah. we're learning, if everyone is drowning, no one is wet. Oh, isn't that amazing? That if everyone, nice. I think politicians have learned. Well, if, we, if we're all corrupt, right? Yeah, then everyone will just say, "Well, they do it too," and then boom, we can just do this. Then everybody can just, just get away it. with this. Right. Wow, fun, neat. Wait until Jim Jordan shows up on Monday as Qatar. Oh. <laughs> 
So the big picture when it comes to Donald Trump's reinstatement on Facebook and Meta slow. And of course, it will be he will be on Twitter in the near future. Mm -hmm. Um, Trump had 34 million followers on Facebook and he had 23 million followers on Instagram. Hmm. So uh, Elon Musk Twitter has also reinstated Trump's account, but he is not yet posted. Right. Mm. So it is up and it is, it up. is it's available. Visible, yeah. So the final tweets, which coincidentally were right around January 6, 2021, those tweets are now visible <laughs> again, but right. nothing has come from that account since then. I would delete them. No, delete the evidence. Come on. No. It's fun. You can show it to your friends in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Send Katara in to delete them. So this is what Clegg had to say. Again, the dude in charge there at Meta. He says his accounts will not be reinstated immediately because Meta's engineers will need time to build out some of the new functionality necessary to restrict certain posts mm. or ad capabilities in the future. Mm. Wow. That's the definition of being like super um, like privileged and powerful when they will work around yes. your bullshit yep. right. when they're like, well, yes, we know you're going to message a bunch of nonsense and horrible things about how you lost Baron in the Holocaust. <laughs> um, they know it's too bad. Baron Trump, by the way, is really starting to look like a Trump. Oh, I've, I've left him alone because he's just a child. <laughs> he's a but now he's almost 18. He's six foot seven for crying out loud. Whoa, he's got the lips. Oh, boy. He's got, he's got the, the lips. Trump lips. He's got Ugh. the tiny hands. Tiny hands and tiny Those little Trump tiny lips. Hands. On the yeah. day of his birthday, I will shit post that man to death. Well, <laughs> don't, birthday. don't oh, take God. a dump on an 18 year old. Please, but nonetheless, Donald Trump. They're basically saying he can post anything he wants. It's up to us to censor mm. a damn near eighty-year-old adult. Which is wild. <laughs> they have to build out the infrastructure to handle this crazy seventy-something-year-old. So, thing. what are some of the posts that they would be banning? Oblique references to QAnon content, for oh, instance, yeah, of course, is the kind of material that, even if it's done obliquely and doesn't violate our community standards. We would seek to restrict the distribution of content and or restrict his ability to advertise. Mm -hmm. Again, no other human being on earth gets this special white glove treatment no. where they're like, you know, you should depose to that. <laughs> no, they just say your account suspended. Right. Go fuck off. Right. And never come back. He goes on. These steps will would allow content to remain visible on Trump's account, but not get distributed to users feeds hmm. which doesn't that just drive traffic then further to, to trump's account yeah. yes so they just they'll let him be like i think q is on to something dare i say we're on to z now <laughs> okay but it can all stay on his feed which you just google you just search it on facebook mm -hmm. and then you can just see all of it yeah so isn't that almost doing him a favor not to distribute it because then all of the Traffic goes directly to his page. I don't think the thing is, I don't think he really had that kind of traffic to begin with. I think it was the sharing and that's what they're disabling. They'll disable right, the, the ability for people to share his crap. Sort of the mm. mushroom cloud. So he's yes. going to get the big explosion, but that fallout yes. right, won't right, necessarily right. be there. Okay. Which is what the, what changes. You know, that's what my aunt is reposting. She's not looking at Trump. She's looking at what the guy who reposted Trump right. is posting. And so sure, on and sure. so yeah. forth. And it just yeah. gets dumber and dumber exactly. and dumber and dumber. <laughs> like the dumbest game of telephone. Yes. So Clegg said Meta did not speak with Trump or any of his associates leading up to the decision being made. 
and has no insight as to whether he plans to use his accounts once reinstated. I don't believe that for a second. And of course, he has plans to use his Facebook and Instagram once they are reinstated. He's oh, got stuff course. to sell. He's and got he has stu- right. he's a huckster. Right. Right. He's NFT, a huckster and these NFTs. are platforms. Get these steaks. You're going to love these steaks. Some call them Miss Steaks. <laughs> You're so lame. Uh, this is what Clegg closes out with. Clegg, he says, I think it would help if Donald Trump's team was as well informed as possible about where these lines are drawn and how these guardrails will operate. Well, I think we know for a fact his team is officially, oh, I think like four guys with eye patches, one eye each. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what his, what is the Trump Team, what's the Trump team? I don't. Who is on it? Uh, who Marjorie? But she's not really on it. She wants to be VP. This guy right. with a really big forehead. What's his name? Uh, we got Stephen <laughs> Miller. I think yeah. his um, Stephen Miller's Miller still, still hanging around. Yeah, that guy is. Oh my god, He's got a huge forehead, huge this forehead. His entire head. <laughs> I really the thing about Stephen Miller, and I know this. Every time he opens up his drawer to go get some underwear. All of them have the band cut off already because he was so sick of being bullied and given wedgies. Aww. Then he was like, you can't give me a wedgie if I don't have any elastic band to give you a wedgie. From. Well, you got us now, Stephen. His we'll origin just beat the story. shit out of you then. God dang. Yeah, poor man. Poor mother having to birth that oh, disgusting Lordy. piece of shit. His head was as big as a baby as it is now. Oh, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of Donald Trump and his sycophants, Let's talk a little bit about Diamond and Silk. So Diamond and Silk, they were two people who carried Trump's water and they got very famous for doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are two black gals and uh, they were in their 50s. They're sisters. And to be fair, they are kind of cute. Yeah, they're fun. You know, they're yeah, fun. Yeah. They're just like doing fun stuff. And fun. they happen to like Donald. And to be honest, once again, if he wasn't such a horrible person and he only catered to the Diamond and Silks of the world, <laughs> it would be better. I mean, they had some ideas. They were deep into Q. And (laughs) I'm just saying, if like you go over and it's like Thanksgiving and those are your aunts, it's fun. It's not the word. Oh, Diamond. Oh, Aunt Diamond. You're so funny. (laughs) You're like Auntie Silk. And if anyone can make money off of this bullshit that Donald Trump gave us. Yeah. Why not these two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's certainly I like them better than Mike Lindell. Mm -hmm. Right. That's for sure. So. Lynette Hardaway, a a, a Trump supporter. She went by, of course, Diamond. She died. uh, She was 51 years old. She died January 8th. She had heart disease due to chronic high blood pressure. Kind of saw that um, because there was a lot going on. Um, Her sister, Silk, they sort of became rock stars in the Trump world after they got internet stardom as black women who ardently, ardently loved Donald Trump. But once again, as we're about to hear Donald Trump at the funeral for Diamond, he doesn't even remember the people that loved him the most. And it's really sad because Silk, her blood pressure was probably high because she had to defend Donald Trump every day. Every day. (laughs) And I think at some point you wake up and you're like, this is exhausting. Yeah. What if I just, can I just become a Jimmy Carter Democrat really quick? I miss Jimmy. I miss him, too. He's still alive. Oh, thank God. He's building houses. He's going to outlive all these pieces of shit. Not the best president, but certainly the best ex-president of all time. So let's just play Donald Trump at Diamond's funeral 
pretending like he doesn't know who Silk is. And, you know, the world has lost one of its brightest stars, real star, but I see that uh, we have another star who is equal to, but she stepped up and she is different. I'm, I'm serious. I thought I knew them both. I didn't. I knew, I knew Diamond, but I didn't know Silk at all. I just learned about Silk. You're fantastic. You're going to carry on beyond, beyond anybody's wildest imagination. <laughs> oh. I don't know if he's pretending that he didn't know who no, uh, he's, Silk was. I think he just genuinely forgot yeah. or he like confused the two. He's like, I thought they were the same person. Oh. I called him up. I was like, am I talking to Diamond Silk? I, D- Donald, you do know that they, they were sisters. I mean, so they did one was a lot taller, one had longer hair, one right. had blonde hair. Right. They actually didn't really even well, dress you know, alike or look blonde. alike. I love a blonde. And every time I saw her, I was like, Are you my daughter? Because I want to have sex with you right now. <laughs> I know oh, no. you do, Donnie. I know you want to have sex with your daughter, who's not working on your most recent campaign. Does that hurt your feelings at all? That's uh, what you think. Ivanka's gone. Well, we're bringing her back. You we're bringing are. everyone back. <laughs> The jobs are all coming back. That's what I've always said. <laughs> to That's to your said campaign. Diamond, she was she was in the rough, and she was a rough cookie. That's a rough cookie, and that's why you need a nice silky milk to dip that diamond cookie in. Where am I? Yeah, indeed, you are back on Meta. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Well, just lastly, speaking of social media, before we get to politicians attempting to be funny, and then we'll discuss the very serious world of the death penalty. Josh Howley, uh, Howley, again, a man who wants to tell you how to be a man and take it from him. He wears loafers. Oh, Ooh. and that's how he runs so fast from insurrections. Bye. I hate this piece of shit. He wants to ban TikTok nationwide. Now, first of all, it started with the TikTok ban for government agencies, and I'm fine with it because right. it is there as a tool and it can be used and basically their terms of services they own every single goddamn thing about your life what mm-hmm. you sign up for right. bans whenever i hear that word mm-hmm. i don't like it mm-hmm. so i don't believe that we need to ban tiktok worldwide or nationwide in the case of holly people just have to get off of it if they want to i don't know yeah. i under i'm not a tiktoker I don't like TikTok. You I don't want to no be clock. on TikTok. I ain't no clock. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Although I am right more than six times a day. Hello. <laughs> but what do you guys think when it comes to legislation on this stuff? Mm. Because obviously TikTok, a Chinese owned uh, property, their version is a lot different than our version. Mm-hmm. But again, government bans. You know, I just have that libertine streak and I'm like, I don't know. Stay the fuck out of it. Right. Get off of it. Don't. That's how you ban TikTok is if you stop using it. Yep. It's the same thing. They banned menthol cigarettes out here under the guise of protection. Yeah. I just have a feeling Holly wants some money from TikTok. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's it's it. A- well, especially with the the tech companies, it you can see how they're treated by the government pertains almost directly to how good their lobbyists are exactly right? yeah because mm-hmm. it is just like i mean yeah you twitter facebook meta i mean they've all been dragged in front of these congressional panels um but tiktok's the only one that's just like straight up getting banned right away and again to your point i think if it is like a federal employee in the back of the government's mind they're like all right we don't want Got it. any sure. information if you're working for the federal government your information on your phone could be hacked by TikTok owners. Yeah. But, and, and it could be a problem. Sure. Got it. No but problem. If you're a private citizen, 
I agree with you, Ben. You should be allowed to do whatever you want. With whatever your phone. you want to do. If you want to have a TikTok app to express yourself and to mm-hmm. sing songs, and we're dances. about to we're about to play some horrible lyrics from uh, <laughs> members of, uh, I believe, the Senate. Yes, yes. <laughs> when they quote Taylor Swift lyrics, it's God. I hate them. I 100% so, but anyway, Fernando, I 100% agree with you. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Keep the app. Don't keep the app, whatever. Right. But I think the only reason is exactly what Travis said and what you were alluding to, Ben. It's about money. If, yeah. if they were lining Josh Howley's pockets, the way Meta's lining their pockets, the way uh, Instagram and, uh, and Snapchat and all of them are involved and then right. putting that money in and ad sales. But this money isn't going to them. This money is going to some Chinese conglomerate or a Chinese uh, business. Company, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the they don't care about your safety. They just see money being lost, money that's not going to them. Mm-hmm. And yes. they're going to ban TikTok and then they'll come up with click clock. And that's Ooh, the, click the American oh, I replacement. Love horse TikTok. It's <laughs> oh, click clock. Clip clop. I love what oh, these yeah. horses have to say. <laughs> nay. They're always voting nay, those horses. <laughs> well, much like the heart of Diamond I feel like they just need to grease up the works a little bit, grease up the <laughs> wheels, and then all of a sudden these politicians will. TikTok yep. is just fine. It's actually a global good if you think about it from an educational platform. Right, and right, then right. next thing you know, uh, they can't get enough yeah. of their wonderful Chinese overlords. <laughs> Yum. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Well, speaking of, um, let's play that. Let's do this. Let's do the Senate. <laughs> so before we get to Ron DeSantis and the death penalty. Mm. These people, speaking of TikTok and, and speaking overlords. of and overlords and singing, <laughs> Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is currently going through some hearings in front of the Senate, and rightfully so. I think right. t- Ticketmaster is a monopoly. We have to use them. There is no other way. Yeah, you for your shows, right? Absolutely. And, and- Live Nation, Ticketmaster. It is what it is. There's no way around it. They could change a lot of what they do mm-hmm. because uh, Taylor Swift, strangely enough, her ticket sales really shed light on the problem of Ticketmaster yes. because basically I don't I'm not too in the weeds. We'll do more research and we'll figure this out maybe as the hearings continue mm-hmm. a little bit more. But my base understanding is anyone can buy a bulk of tickets Correct. and then from there you resell. Right. Correct. And you can make a hell of a lot of money doing it. Right. So there were tickets going for 15 grand. You know, I mean, this is a concert. I don't care if it's the if it's the skeleton of Michael Jackson. Like, <laughs> oh. this is a concert, man. Yeah. Like $15,000. Right. And again, it's just another squeezing out of the middle class mm-hmm. or even people who might be even, you know, in a less economic, uh, with, with less economic uh, success. This is music. Right. You know, these things are not supposed to be like Super Bowl freaking tickets. This is a Taylor Swift concert mm. at SoFi. It's not even going to sound good. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you're telling me you can't get a ticket cheaper than fifteen hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks, and then Yikes. if you really want a nice ticket, upwards of thirty grand. So, the Senate, in some ways, rightfully hearing what Ticketmaster has to say and putting Ticketmaster on the stand and being like, what the hell is going on with your brand and your company? You guys are a monopoly. Mm -hmm. Please adjust this. They took that opportunity to make an entire farce out of it. And we're just going to play these old (laughs) scary looking motherfuckers like Senator Blumenthal. He's a Democrat. He looks like Skeletor. Mike Lee from Utah. Mike Lee. Looks like a fat Skeletor. (laughs) This is one of the areas of bipartisanship that we can all agree with. These people are not human. (laughs) They're not humorous. They're not humorous. They are. They're human adjacent, (laughs) but they are just in another world. This is why people are like, maybe they are reptiles. Oh, Let's yeah. uh, take a listen to uh, starting with Blumenthal here, trying to sneak in some T-Swift lyrics as they're d- uh, discussing the wrongs of Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem. It's me. Boom. Uh, along with, uh, with with Senator Klobuchar as, as chair. Uh, to be honest, I had hoped um, uh, as of a few months ago to get the gavel back. But once again, she's chair captain and I'm on the bleachers. Oh, oh, God. oh. A strong capitalist system. You have to have competition. You can't have too much consolidation. Something that unfortunately for this country, as a uh, ode to Taylor Swift, I will say we know all too well. Whoa. A purchaser of a ticket, <laughs> being able to sell it to someone else. I, a lot of people seem to think that's somehow a solution. I think it's a it's a nightmare dressed like a daydream. And I, oh, I don't think we gotta go there. Here Carlos, we go. A relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? That's all I've got to say. That's all you I got to going say. To, I vomited. Oh, I did vomit yes. a little bit in yeah. my pants. Okay. Um, Let's which not is, vomit. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I hate <laughs> yes. Hate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> When uh, politicians attempt, this is why Trump looked cool. Right, because he yes, was this funnier is, than the right. other 16 Republicans he was running what against. What the hell? Again, this is a serious issue about a monopoly. And this is, I don't, you can have some levity, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's well, just so effing lame. It's, yeah. And it's like, what is happening? If it was just like one of the senators is like, I'm going to come in with some hot T Swift lyrics, but it's all it's all three of the most powerful senators on the committee. We're like, oh, we're all coming in with T Swift. Where did you got your T Swift puns ready to go? I'm ready to shake it off. Here and, we go. Here so we go. Proud of themselves. I like, know. Hey, look at him, young. Look at me. I hate this. It <laughs> also yeah. is such a great reminder of the performative art that is American politics. Because yes. you see, Mike yes. Lee. Trying to pretend like he's being all stoic and his mind is like, I'm making funny. I'm a Jew. I made a fiend. <laughs> I'm yeah. making funny. Am I as good as guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I could host an open mic like guitar? <laughs> okay. right. nah, not well, let's, move, let's move on. We will talk more about Ticketmaster as well in the future because they are just another reminder of crony, corrupt capitalism mm-hmm. run amok. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, not to sound super old, but back when we were kids, you could take your kids to a T-Swift concert for like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get them some food. And then everyone can just like be, you could be a dad of the year. And now yeah. you have to have fucking 30 grand just to get your kid a $20 soda and a $90 thing of popcorn so she can perform. And it's not her fault. Yeah. It just is what it is. Right. 
I'm actually happy that she stood up to them. It took a second, but it's also, again, not her fault. Like, what are you going to do? You're just selling tickets. You're just an artist being like, I got to go perform. Right. And then all of the stuff is on the background. And then the the T-Swift army. Yeah, they, <laughs> she might actually be able to be president. Here we go. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god! Yeah, it's. I take her. Why not? At this point, who cares? And, you know, <laughs> it is Taylor Swift, but I am proud of her using her platform to make a difference, even if it yeah. is. If it, it you it, know, Holden, Holden McNeely, he loves his T. Page seven, Wizbrew. He has. <laughs> I love Holden. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my best <laughs> So, I'm happy that he, she makes him happy. Yeah. And now he's that's actually, my that's my good friend. He my actually, love of Taylor yes. is solely because she makes one of my more insufferable friends. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that. And now he can afford to take himself, his wife, and their baby girl. No, he's going alone. Okay. Yeah, he's going alone <laughs> to the concert. Don't Daddy's take, night out. Yeah, alone. <laughs> if you are, can you imagine just being a twenty-year-old girl and you look over and you see Holden's Resident Evil 4 like bumps <laughs> and he's just singing every song and you're like well she used to well, be cool he's going to cost her at least 30 fans who's ever around <laughs> him is going to be like maybe T-Swift isn't cool here's here's my problem with the, the viralness of this clip and stuff though mm-hmm. if they they're doing this for the likes they're doing this for the lulls because they're, the they're getting eyes on what they're talking about these senators and whatever sure, and, and that it worked it worked that way it but worked. When they're not getting these eyes on it, are they still going to be pushing to make these changes that we actually do need? No. no. And that's what bothers wow. me because, because this is tic- a flash in a pen. This is what Ticketmaster ticket grease their wheels. Has a bunch of Money? free tickets. Oh, okay. Hey, say Blumenthal says here that you uh, love Yo Yo Ma. Well, whoa. You're welcome to go to all the Yo Yo Ma concerts you'll want for free for free so i just wish the attention that this is getting would last but i feel it's not gonna last it's a flash in the pen and you know hopefully some change gets made but i don't see it i'm susan i would like to see yay in concert uh mrs collins he's a little bit of uh he's a little trouble for anti-semitism Oh, oh, I would like to see R. Kelly in concert. Uh, Mrs. Callis, you know what? Why don't you just stop trying to reference what you think are cool artists? Okay. okay. Puts on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, uh, you know. All is. right. Well, speaking of death penalties, I can't imagine a worse way to die than listening to you two. <laughs> being injected by a chemical that'll take way too long to kill me. Florida, <laughs> a state that is uh, known for interesting criminality, to say the least. Mm. Ron DeSantis, I think your point is being proven more and more correct, Travis. Oh. When talking about DeSantis in a head-to-head with Biden, theoretically, obviously a lot of people are like, DeSantis, he's the new golden boy. Mm. And you made the point where you said you think he's too extreme. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. And I think that he is proving you correct with, of course, banning the African-American studies in fucking college. Right. Not that it should be banned in high school. Dare I even say middle school? It's Mm -hmm. called history. It's called history. But now he is also going against what have been rules put in place since the dawn of America, mm-hmm. the idea of unanimous decisions when deciding if somebody should live or die. 
I don't know why he's taking this on as a pet issue. Again, the death penalty, 55% of Americans approve of it. It's not that much of a political winner. Mm -hmm. And I think as more people find out about how corrupt our penal system is, (laughs) more of them are less likely to side with the death penalty. Now, it's hard, right? Because obviously emotions run raw. And I, uh, for some reason, I always think of this Oprah episode where I saw the surviving father after two people home invaded and they raped his daughter. They burnt her alive. They killed his wife. They killed his other, I believe, daughter or son. Jeez. It's horrible, right? Like there are crimes where you're just like, wow, wow those yeah. people need to die. But as we've talked about, we're not gods from God of War. We do die. Mm-hmm. Life is a death sentence. Mm-hmm. If you get a life wow. sentence in prison without parole, it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also think we can try to glean as much as we can about the mind of a criminal while they're alive. Mm. So this is so I'm against the death penalty. I always have been ever since I was a child. My father asked me and I looked at him and I said, I'm against it, dad, when I was like nine years old, because that's the kind of father he was. Oh, fun. Don't want to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. Benjamin, what do you think of the death penalty? I'm against it, dad. And he said, why? And I said, well, I just don't think I just don't think that we should be killing people. Our parents Aww. were really similar, Ben. The more we <laughs> I, know, I, was I was like, like really similar. Well, in parents. hindsight, some of the questions that we were asking was like, what about life and death? I was like, I'm five. <laughs> right. Jesus. Why? Yeah. My middle brother used to just barge into my room and be like, let's argue. Be like, I don't want to. And then that, <laughs> That's an argument. That's very fun. My Ugh. parents would just put me in front of the TV during all the presidential debates. That's like, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I went to go see uh, before we get here to uh, DeSantis. I went to go see George W. Bush. No, George H.W. Bush. Oh, the OG. In 91. He did a little uh, train tour. It was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. I just remember people being like, they're really yelling and liking this guy. And then I just watched the snipers because they were on like all of the buildings. I was like, ooh, cool. When you see the behind the scenes. Yeah, I was like on my dad's shoulders. I was like, look at those guys with the snipers. And then I was like waving at them and shit. Hey, Mr. Sniper. Just there to distract you. And they're like, is that kid a bum? Is he trying to kill HW? All right. So Ron DeSantis, this is what he had to say. Quote, We can't be in a situation where one person can just derail this. When it comes to this, of course, he's talking about uh, charging somebody or giving somebody after they're found guilty the death penalty. Hmm. He says, quote, it's one of these things we have to address. DeSantis said that a supermajority of jurors ought to be sufficient to sentence someone to death. He goes on to say, if just one juror vetoes it, Then you end up not getting the sentence. He says, maybe eight out of 12 have to agree or something, but we can't be in a situation where one person can derail this. This is, this is our system. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, if the state is going to put somebody to death, if the state is going to kill a civilian, if the state is going to kill someone who has constitutional rights, even when found guilty of a crime, I'm going to need a fucking majority. I'm going to need a, I'm sorry, I'm going to need a unanimous decision, not just a fucking majority. If it's a, this is death, life and death. This is a jury of my peers. I want all my peers in agreement on what this decision should be. Right? Oh, my peers would just be like, give them 30 spankings and fluff them in public. <laughs> exactly. We wouldn't wish this death penalty on anyone. And that's why we need this unanimous decision, because sometimes there's a juror there that sees the reality of, right. you know, that there's there's nothing comes of killing a person. So right. what happens here when we start politicizing all these horrific events? Obviously, 
um, when it comes to DeSantis, he's he's using Nicholas Cruz as an example. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cruz is a man, a boy, a, a what, eighteen years, a total piece of shit douchebag, right. and a um, a person who God knows is uh, living a horrible existence and rightfully so behind bars at the time. He killed seventeen people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in two thousand eighteen, mm. which is bizarre. That was already four years ago, wow. five years ago almost. Oof. He was sentenced to life in prison rather than the death penalty. Now, the the governor, obviously, he wanted the death penalty in that case. And when it comes to Nicholas Cruz, obviously, you think about this dude killing 17. Speaking of peers, basically his peers, he killed 17 children. Right. right. And it's horrible. It's as bad as it gets. But it doesn't mean that it has to become politicized and used as the reason why we need to start killing more people. Mm-hmm. This is right. the problem. You know, it reminds me of what just happened with that horrific shooting here in um, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. at the Chinese New Year event. Right. And everyone from every side tried to politicize it. You had people in um, uh, Adam Schiff be like, hatred against the Chinese community will not stand, assuming that it was someone not of an Asian descent. And mm-hmm. then you had someone, once they found out it was Asian descent, see, there's no hatred against the Chinese community. <laughs> it was another Asian that did it. And just every single thing was mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck? People died. Right. Yeah. Ten human beings lost their lives. Eleven now. Eleven. Yeah. And wow. so and we're sitting there being like, well, what does this mean for God race? And it's, we're, we're so caught up in the bullshit. Right. And it's like, no, human beings are dead. I don't care. And then afterwards, we can, you know, figure it out. If it was an act of white supremacy, if it was an African-American, whatever it is, right. it, we don't focus. Uh, we don't even bury the, the, the bodies aren't even cold yet. And people are trying to score political points off of it mm-hmm. and naturally knee jerk reactions. They make you look like a jerk and they don't usually come to fruition. Most of the time you're wrong. Hmm. And we have people like Adam Schiff, who has extreme power, tweeting, assuming, mm-hmm. you know, whatever he assumed uh, the, the the shooter looked like, whoever right. it was, whether whatever the race, whatever. And they just try to tie it into their agenda. And it's so sad. Mm. So now DeSantis is attempting to use the massacre at Stoneman Douglas as in a reason behind his desire to get rid of the unanimous decision when it comes to the death penalty. Death on death on death on death. Right. See, there was death there. We're going to need some more death here. More death. You can't fix that without more death. So what happened, interestingly enough, uh, Rick Scott, he was the former governor, uh, he approved a new law requiring unanimous decision by juries. Now, in 2016, Florida actually allowed juries to impose the death penalty with as little as a seven to five majority. That changed after the Supreme Court ruled in 2016 that, quote, the jury's recommended sentence of death must be unanimous uh, in order to comport with the Eighth Amendment's prohibition on cruel and unusual punishments. Mm. Now, one of the most interesting things when it comes to cruel and unusual punishments, I was watching a video about um, solitary confinement Mm -hmm. and just about our prison system in general. There was a man, he was in solitary confinement for decades, right? And the Supreme Court said, yes, it was cruel, but they didn't say it was anti the constitution because it wasn't unusual. Ah. Wow. So basically, we've been so we've been so cruel for so long it's become casual. Ah. And they're like, that's just what we do. It's cruel, mm-hmm. but it's not unusual. Wow. Isn't that insane? Now. Yeah. So it's like solitary. That's usual. Isn't that <laughs> it's such a perverted way 
of thinking, uh, uh, you know, about this stuff. It's like when you said earlier about uh, all the different public officials just stealing classified documents like it's just normal and that eventually becomes normal. It's like, ah, oh, Hillary did it. Pence did it. Trump did it. Biden did it. They're all doing it. So now, welcome. It's not cruel and unusual. It's just fun and casual. It's just it's like roosters. Fun and casual joint. It's just freaking cruel. So this is what DeSantis says. He says, there are certain crimes where any punishment other than death just doesn't fit the crime. Mm. Uh, but again, we are dead. We don't live forever. Right. I mean, honestly, if we did, if we, even if we lived like a thousand years, right. we'd be like, yeah, all right, let's off with their heads. Off with their heads. Why He doesn't not? get another 500 years. But we have a pretty finite amount of time. Mm. And this kid, Nicholas Cruz, I mean, death is a reprieve. I'm That's what I think. I mean, if I go to, I mean, kill me now. <laughs> you hear stories about prison and especially someone like Cruz. Make him live and suffer with his. The, it what ain't going to be fun, dude. What? Make he's going to. The whole point is that at some point in jail, prison, you're like, I need to make amends. Mm -hmm. Wow. I feel really guilty. I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. That whole process sucks to go through. Right. Death is easy. Right. right death right. is a way out, a way to skip all the, the punishment. Exactly. Yeah, That's right. kind of how I and, think of it. And the death penalty because of the appeals process. I mean, at the end of the day, it ends up being more expensive for the taxpayer as well. Absolutely. Which we've well, covered on this show. Of course, you have the fiscal, you have the humane. There's so many different angles mm -hmm. as to why the death penalty is not needed, not to mention the drugs that are being used are either outdated. Some of these drug companies are getting kickbacks for mm -hmm. every body yes, that is right. killed. Yes. And then you also have the emotional toll on the corrections officers, many of whom don't sign up to be an executioner. Right. But literally, they're assigned to death row. They're working on Monday. And, and it's like, that's and, the day. And that's the Jerry, day that you're on the hook. Yep. The yeah. Barry needs to be killed today. Jerry, you're on it. <laughs> Jerry versus Barry violence. Oh, I hate it. God damn it. You know, Ed <laughs> I just Larson... wanted to go back to my less than attractive wife. Okay. Ed Larson says I go to this a lot, but this is just I'm going to go to it again. This is about money. This sure. is 100% about money. Well, there, there's more money probably in killing these people no, or, the I actually, or the contracts that pay for the medicine or some, there's right. some, the, the medicine is happening. money. But I actually think ironically to that point, I think the argument flips because it's too expensive. Yeah. That's one of the areas that if I was going to argue with a fiscal conservative and in some ways, you know, I understand as we were talking about, you know, flat tax and, and sales tax and things like that. But if I was going to argue with someone who was like, kill them all, watch mm -hmm. them die. They're like, well, you know how much that's going to cost the state? Exactly. And then you can actually whittle away at their beliefs. Be like, yeah, fucking let them live. If it's going to save yeah, me 50 grand. Right. When you say too expensive, too expensive for, for who? The, the tax, the taxpayer. Right. But who's getting that money? Who that money? Sure. Who's getting that, that money? I'm saying that's, yes. right. that right there is why he wants, because going to jail, no one makes the money. Right. But killing well, them? Well, actually, I don't know if that's true either. Prison complex would still be making pretty good kickbacks on a life sentence. Because if you look at, although the state of California, I do think just uh, pulled back on the um, unbelievable cost of making phone calls mm -hmm. and food. Oh, but for the most part, right. the other 49 states, 
you if you're in the phone business, oh, you a yeah. phone company, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want all your customers to be in jail. It cost <laughs> me three dollars to send a letter to one of my incarcerated friends recently. There three dollars. A, a, a postage stamp is sixty two cents. Mm-hmm. Why am I paying three dollars? Well, right. and of course it was fifty dollars for the heroin you had to sneak in there. <laughs> Don't <Hello. so> it's <laughs> like <laughs> that's a joke. State, state, state. Um, but it really does show you that I actually think most of these most of these companies would make more money. If these people live longer behind bars, you can milk them longer. You can milk them. But yes, you are also correct when it comes to these companies that sell the electric chair and right, all of the right. drugs that oh, get yeah. intravenously uh, into mm-hmm. our system. Yeah, I guess that they get some cash as well. Yeah, even when I was in high school, I was like, boy, the electric chair sure was a gift to the electric companies, wasn't it? It's just like, hit them again. Oh, it didn't work. Hit them again. It didn't work. Um, I agree with both you guys. A lot of great points being made here. All of it, I feel, unfortunately, is irrelevant to Mr. DeSantis because, back to Ben's point about what I said about Ron DeSantis earlier, I think DeSantis is only doing this for political points. I don't think it's necessarily money or anything. I mean, keep in mind, Ron DeSantis' only competition for right now as the most conservative governor in the country is Greg Abbott in Texas. And Lord knows they love the death penalty there. Mm. They'll give it to you for shoplifting. Practically. And so I see this as just Ron DeSantis. Again, it is a very nuanced debate, a very nuanced policy when it comes to death penalty. But I do absolutely believe well, that Ron DeSantis is only doing this so he can score more political points. And as we know, who is more likely to face the death penalty? And that is black people. So he mm-hmm. wants to get rid of African-American history. POC. Black people, yeah. pl- black people, black people mm-hmm. uh, did not vote for him. So right. he wants his revenge. Poor sure. people. And this yep. is just another way for him to get it. And obviously, that's right. Uh, poor people as well. And then obviously, uh, these are just sweeping statistics. There's a lot of different people on death row, but the majority um, tend to be black. So one Absolutely. in this is an interesting uh, stat, and it's actually higher than I thought it was. This is sad as new um, evidence and new uh, data comes out. One in 25 criminal defendants has been handed the death penalty um, in the United States, and they have been erroneously convicted. Mm. So it's 4.1% of individuals over the past three decades have been later exonerated post-mortem. Wow. 4%. That is cigarettes kill 10%. Wow. 4% is huge. Another reason why the death penalty should be banned. If just one person innocent is killed and 100 people guilty are killed, didn't we just commit the same crime that those 100 people yes, just did? Yeah. We truly did. Yeah. According to statistician Bruce Levin, you know he gets laid. Oh, okay. Statisticians. One of the best paid jobs on the planet. I bet he gets I'm laid. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> chicks love people with brains. <laughs> okay. That's what I've heard. Uh, this is according to him. He says... This was a very carefully done and carefully considered approach when it comes to the analysis. He says the analysis was quite sophisticated and the authors were transparent about both their assumptions and their methods. So they calculated that it was 4.1% of people that were later found innocent had been executed. This is according to Samuel Gross, a law professor at the University of Michigan Law School in Ann Arbor and a former criminal defense lawyer. He says, every case where you have a death sentence is recorded in a national database. He goes on to say, and the rate at which errors are detected in death penalty cases is orders of magnitude higher than in any other 
case. Gross and his colleagues gathered data from the U.S. Department of Justice and Death Penalty Information Center. It's a nonprofit organization that tracks executions on all 7,482 death sentences in the United States since 1973. This goes all the way through 2004, as a matter of fact. Even among death sentence cases, dividing the number of known exonerations by the total number of defendants wouldn't give an estimate uh, of all false convictions. In a third of death row convictions, defendants are resentenced to life in prison after appeals, usually within five years. And after being resentenced, their access to resources um, can help prove false conviction. Wow. So the 4.1 that they say are are, uh, false convictions are the state or basically DNA exonerates them. And they were able to prove that um, either post-mortem or while they were behind bars, but they were still executed. If you do get a reprieve, that number goes up exponentially because you have time for a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You can actually meet with people. And and then so that number goes up. So 4.1 is the low side. Right. Of potential innocent people being executed by the state. And wow. it could go up, you know, because you figure you're rotten in solitary confinement before uh, the death. Your family's probably not talking to you. You probably don't know how to get a, in touch with a lawyer. You're in the bowels of the goddamn building. You're in prison in prison. Right. And, innocent, and then innocent is a loose term. Innocent can depend on how much money you make. It really right. can. How an innocent can depend on how good your lawyer is, sure. and that oh, could, absolutely well, so, right. And a lot of these folks who were wrong, wrongfully convicted, um, had public defenders, which you know? weren't going to fight for. Hey, don't give me the death penalty; right. just give me life sentence. Exactly. And when, it's usually just like, look, you're just going to want to take this deal and uh, you know get out of here happy, and I'm going to go to the golf course. Between '73 and '04, one one point six percent of defendants uh, who had been sentenced to death were exonerated. But then the 4.1%, it was too late. Right, right. Um, Gross says the main message is that false convictions are not rare events. He goes on. It's something that that's going to keep happening on a steady basis. And it means we should work hard to try to avoid it. So this has been going on for a long, mm-hmm. long time. The article I'm reading here is from Science, and it was published in April of 2014. Wow. Okay. Half a century, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. I mean, and it, it really is shows another great point and that is it's state by state right uh, a lot of the the research you're mentioning that's actually why a lot of states are indeed banning the death penalty i think we're nearing at least 30 states at this point so we're over half right of states in the country are, are banning it but again it's state by state and if you're in a very uber republican state like texas or florida where the governors are trying to move up the ladder politically that's going to be tougher to change death penalty policy there. So the financial facts about the death penalty, it costs $1.26 million to put somebody to death. And in order to incarcerate them for life, it costs 740000 For the taxpayers. Right. For the taxpayers. For the taxpayers. Again, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Why is the death penalty so expensive? Well, the trials tend to be longer. Appeals. And then the appeals process. Oh, baby. So when you talk about lawyers, just the institution of the appeals process. There's lawyers who, you know, you can do that your whole life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And live off of it. And live off of it very comfortably. Um, so anyway, completely against what governor DeSantis is doing in Florida right now, the culture wars continue to heat up over there mm-hmm. and people are going to lose their lives because of it. It's extremely sad and it's unneeded. Nobody's even, I don't think that anyone in Florida 
this is not what the infrastructure, education, uh, my God, dude, the money that people are making minimum, minimum wages, right. jobs, middle class is being squeezed out. I was just in Fort Lauderdale. People are suffering all over mm-hmm. the place. Yeah. And DeSantis is too worried that the state is being too nice to 95% of people who are guilty and 5% of people who are innocent. And of course, again, that number can go up if those individuals who were found guilty of uh, right. or found guilty, but then also sentenced to death. You know, if they actually have the right to an attorney that is competent, just it doesn't. And also, it's not treated fairly like one person. You could kill 30 people and get life. And then one person could kill one person and then get, you know, the death. Right, but it's it's right. not fairly used across the board. Mm-hmm. There's no standard for it. Right. It's a, up to a judge. I mean, a long time and judge and jury basically mm-hmm. make that right. They make yeah. that. And decision. then naturally, yeah, yeah. if you have a defense attorney, that's a piece of shit sleeping on the job. And I love defense attorneys and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some prosecutors need to exist as well, yeah. but public defenders, you know, they don't get paid a lot for a it's reason. A thankless job. Yeah. It's a thankless job. And they're laughed at because they know that they work in the same building as the prosecutor. Yeah. Right. And everyone's just like, there, there he is. There you go. Hey, you, you save another innocent life there. Dickhead <laughs> stew. Ah, <laughs> get him. There's absolutely no reward for doing the right thing. All right. Just lastly, on workers' rights in the UK, Amazon obviously being a global company in the UK, Amazon workers staged their first ever strike. They say that quote robots are being treated better than we are. Whoa! The staff is unhappy. They have below inflation, pay increase, and tough working conditions. So Amazon, mm. it's not just here in America. It's also in the UK at 6 a.m. London time. Workers were pictured camping by a bonfire and waving union flags outside of their employer. Uh, They are fighting for 15 bucks. And of course, Amazon can afford it. So there you go. This is what, uh, this is what they said. There was a sign that said the wrong Amazon is burning. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wow. That's true. I just got that. (laughs) The GMB, the GMB union, which represents workers involved, said it expects 300 employees out of a total of 1000 at the plant to walk out. Workers are planning to hold a large-scale demonstration uh, throughout the week. Uh, staff are unhappy with the pay increase of 50 pence, a.k.a. 56 U.S. cents per hour. It's equivalent to 5% and well below the cost of inflation. So these companies, they're the reason why we have inflation. Mm. They work closely with the Fed. They need to offset those costs and pay workers what they deserve. Mm-hmm. But sadly, I also think they're going to take this opportunity to replace every single person they yeah. can oh, yeah. with a robot as quickly as possible. They're oh, going to ring boy. that recession bell and fire everybody. Oh, boy. We're on the brink of a recession. Eggs are $11. Well, mm. it's a brink. Mm. <laughs> Better get a priest in here and exercise this place. Indeed. So Amazon, their they're workers all across the world are just sick of how they are being treated and rightfully freaking so. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Anything else? Stay o- Katara, stay away from Katara. Stay you away can see Katara <laughs> this weekend at the Bourbon Room right oh, here in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, she's got a beautiful smile. <laughs> and even a better set of nuts. Oh, yum. I love Katara. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.